Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. And I'm hoping that in sharing this conversation that I had with Shane and Jocelyn Sams, that you will find out that they will be behind some of your upcoming productivity. If you're not familiar with Shane and Jocelyn, they are the couple behind Flipped Lifestyle. You can find out more about them at flippedlifestyle.com. They're here to talk about and share, honestly, their story of how they, as a couple, a married couple with two kids, quit their jobs and started to really get intentional with their time as well as their ambition, to be honest. And I love what they share in this conversation that I had with them. It's exciting to see a married couple on the same page and working together towards the same goals and the steps that they took to be, again, intentional with that as they move forward. So I think you're going to love this conversation. And in fact, I'm going to get out of the way and let you right on in to the conversation with Shane and Jocelyn Sams right now. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome Shane and Jocelyn Sams to the show. They are former school teachers who have now become their own bosses. And I'm really interested to hear about that whole context of working with your family, this thing they call a flipped lifestyle, and how that involves them as their marriage, as well as their kids and working from home, which obviously has been crazy lately with weather. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for having us today. Yeah, really appreciate you letting us come on and talk to you a little bit. So I got to ask, first and foremost, how got, how long have you guys been married? Uh, I better defer this one to Jocelyn because <laughs> there's a there's a good chance that my math will not work out so well in this situation. So, honey, take it away. <laughs> okay, well, we got married in 2004, so we've been married for 13 and one half years. But we but we have known each other a lot longer than that because uh, we actually met uh, when we were in college. And Jocelyn was 18. Is that right? You're 18. I was 18. 18 I was a baby. A fresh 18 too, <laughs> like a baby. And uh, Jocelyn went to college at 17, so she's real smart. And then uh, I was, uh, I think, 20 when we met. So uh, we've actually, uh, this will be, the, when I, I turned 40 in March, and this will be like the, the year we crossed that threshold of I've known Jocelyn longer in my life than I didn't uh, know her. So it's pretty cool. And so then context-wise, how many kids do you have? We have two kids. Our son, Isaac, he just turned nine. And our daughter, Anna Jo, she turns seven in just a few days. Yep. Yep. Getting getting too big too fast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You guys, your, your story is lining up very similarly time-wise and age-wise and age of kids-wise <laughs> even and number of kids-wise. So this is kind of freaking me out. But uh... <laughs> I, 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 I always say kids are like gravity. 
because like, you know, before you have kids, you get to like pick your friends and all that stuff, you know, but like as soon as you have a kid, whatever age your kids are, it like sucks you toward the other people who have kids like that. Like, and the universe aligns it where you're only hanging out with like, so like we have friends now that are like in their late twenties or like even <laughs> older than us. And like, like you don't get to be with people your age anymore. It's like, okay, my kids are nine. Your kids are nine. We're friends. How we go? Let's go. So. <laughs> that that's exactly you're, you're describing exactly what I've had experienced myself. That's that's the exact same thing. And sometimes it's even different where you've got like people who uh, have kids later in life, and so they're up in their like late forties, but their kid is the same age as yours. You know exactly. And so. you all end up hanging out because that's just the way. It was, you know. So you mentioned you guys met kind of in college. Where not necessarily where did you go to school, but like. When you finished school and started towards your quote unquote career, what did that look like for you? I know you were both school teachers. So what did that look like? And what was that kind of gravitation slowly but surely into realizing, hey, I don't want to do this. I want to do something different and flip my life. Well, we actually did not start out out as school teachers. I did. I did. We we met at the University of Kentucky in uh, in the dorms, actually. And uh, so we started dating immediately and have been together ever since. But um, we actually came out, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Jocelyn had a degree and didn't really know what she wanted to do. We didn't really know what we wanted to do when we grew up. You know what I mean? So Jocelyn got a job selling commercial dishwashers. So I worked for a corporation. <laughs> I worked in sales and marketing because there just happened to be a manufacturer of commercial dish machines in this area. So I got a job there. I started working in sales and marketing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like 21. (laughs) And this was straight corporate too. This was like, you know, going to trade shows, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. I mean, just as corporate as it gets, you know? Yeah. So, you know, here I am in this job and um, I'm actually doing a pretty good job. Um, I've survived several layoffs and I kept moving up in the company and, you know, taking on more and more responsibility. But about five years later, I stayed in that for about five years. And then I just decided that this isn't really the life for me. I want to do something different. And I was doing insurance at the time for my uh, my father had an insurance agency. He had a couple offices in the local area and I was just young, immature, got out of college, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And so I just was like, well, I'll go work for dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, th- that was the first time that we kind of started really thinking like, man, is this the life we want? Because um, I was at work one day and I was looking out the window, dude. And you know, we're in Kentucky. I mean, you can tell by my accent, probably anybody out there listening. But um, we, uh, I was looking out the office one day and across the street from my dad's office was this big cow pasture. And I was in this little 15 by 15 cubicle, you know, insurance agency filing papers. And I was so bored and I was so just like, oh, I can't do this the rest of my life. And I looked out and I saw these cows and all these cows were like running around, having fun. They were down in the water, splashing around. There's two little baby cows were chasing each other. And I was like, man, them cows are free. They get to do whatever they want every day. And I got to come in here in this like 12 by 12 cell and do my job. I can't do this anymore. And so that's when we started kind of talking about our future. And um, I actually decided that I wanted to be a football coach. And um, I wanted to try to coach college football. I got to do that for a while. I wanted to be a, then I wanted to be a head coach in high school. And um, Jocelyn really supported that dream of mine to be a football coach. So I actually went into education first. Um, I was a history teacher and a football coach. Jocelyn um, then uh, left the corporate world and um, actually got a degree from Western Kentucky as a librarian. 
So Jocelyn ended up being an elementary librarian and I ended up uh, being a teacher and a football coach in high school because we wanted to be aligned in our schedules. We wanted our time to work together. So we'd be off at the same time, uh, go to school, work at the same time, be home at the same time, things like that. And I guess we just kind of thought, well, you know, this is better than corporate. It's better than college football. Like at least we have some kind of time freedom like at least we get a few weeks off in the summer like it's better i guess yeah it was it was kind of like we always say that we were living life good enough you know we had enough money to pay our bills we were living paycheck to paycheck and it ran out on thursday and you got paid on friday but you know what the lights stayed on you know yeah. we had a pretty nice house in a pretty nice neighborhood we had a couple you know pretty nice cars that were kind of older but not perfect and yeah, we had our 2.2 kids and our 2.2 whatevers and all that. It was so the American dream. We were living the American dream, or at least what everyone <laughs> told of. us was the American dream, right? Yeah. So and, it's uh, kind of like, so you basically, I mean, you get out of college and you're like, what do I want to do? Who do, who do I want to be? What do I want to be? And you realize, oh, well, I can try a little bit. Let's, let's do this. And then you're settling less than you originally were, but you guys didn't stay there, right? No. What happened was, you know, like, I'm kind of a, uh, we were talking about this on uh, beforehand, Joss and, I, Joss and I are really into like personality types and, and Myers-Briggs. And we liked your Enneagram and, show. Yeah, we listened to your Enneagram show and it was Thank really you. good, by the way. And uh, But we're really into that. Like we, That's probably like 90% of our Facebook messages that we send back and forth to each other is, look at this Myers-Briggs thing I found. <laughs> and um, But like I was, I, we were both kind of starting to be like, is this really all there is to life? I mean, are we just going to coast here for 40 years and retire and die? You know what I mean? Like it just re- didn't really feel right. But it was a job, it was a paycheck, we were listening to the world and what the world says you should do and you know, and everything was going okay, I guess. But then something really, really happened that kind of pushed us to do something different. Um, you know, just like, you know, millions of other working parents around the world, we had to use daycare for our kids. Um, we had to go to school every day. I was working seven to seven almost every day at football and teaching. And uh, Jocelyn had to be at school really early, like, you know, like six thirty or seven o'clock, and she wouldn't get home sometimes till about five. So we had to use daycare to watch our two kids. They were, how old was Isaac at the time? I'm three. He was three, and yeah. our daughter was 18 months. Yeah, so we had to use daycare for them. We actually found out that our son was being psychologically mistreated and abused at a daycare center. Um, it wasn't sexual. It wasn't physical. What they were doing was to punish kids, they would embarrass them. Like We found out that one kid, they put on a table, and they made all the other kids make fun of him for having a potty accident. They actually oh, put him in a diaper up on a table. And, you know, I actually found out one day I came in, couldn't find Isaac. and I found him locked in a dark bathroom and he had been in there for hours. This was shocking. Yeah. Of course, any parent there's oh, worse yeah. nightmare stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? When we found this out this morning, the morning I found this out and I put all the puzzle pieces together. I said, OK, I've got to take care of Isaac, but I've also got to take care of my work because I'm a good employee. That's what the world tells me to be. Right. Yeah. So I took Isaac to another facility where my little girl was. They were in different places at the time. I said, I know he's too old to keep him here. Just keep him here. I'll be right back. Because um, this was only a baby facility that I went to. I drove to work and I went to my boss and I, and I told, told her what had happened. And I said, I've, I've got to go. Can you get someone to watch? Can you go watch my class or maybe get me a sub or something? I wanted to be a good employee and take care of this. I didn't want the kids sitting in a room by themselves. But I've got to go take care of my son. He needs me. And um, she kind of coolly sat back and looked at me really cold and said, is your son in immediate danger? And I'm like, no, I've, I've removed him from the situation for now. But, you know, he's scared. He's alone. He's in a place that they won't keep him all day. And I got to do something about this. 
And she said, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Sams. Um, I don't have time to watch your class right now. And I know your son needs you, but, but your, your job needs you too. So you're going to have to deal with this after work. And it was at that moment, man, that I, I kind of said to myself, that was my breaking point. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I thought in the back of my head, I have sold my life away, almost like a slave, for a steady paycheck and a little bit of health insurance. You know, this person thinks they have total control over my life, even if a child needs me. So I left school. Um, you know, they threatened us. They threatened me. I actually got uh, a note in my file that I left school that day later on, like, like punishment to scare me. And, um, but when I left school that day and I was driving back to get Isaac, I swore to myself that I would find a way for us to make an income where we did not have to be under the control of anybody else again. And, um, and that's kind of what led us down the path to online business. So what year was this? This was kind of, I'm assuming Since late 2012. So. Yeah. Or 2012. So earlier this decade. Okay. See, and that's at the time where like, People have already kind of plotted that course for you and, 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 you know, lived out an example of this is a possible thing that you can do. So how did you realize like what next steps you could take? Well, the first thing I did was I, we had to figure out like, how do people make money without someone giving them money? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has a paycheck, right? Like how does that even work? Um, I, my dad had had an insurance agency, but I always just viewed it as like a work job, you know, like. That, that's how it works. Like you just go to work. He had employees and people pay you and that's how you make a living. Um, so the first thing we had to tell ourselves was how do we do this? So one, the formula I came up with in my brain, Justin, I would be driving around town. And I was talking about this for months and I would go, Justin, all we really have to do is get a hundred people to give us $50. Like, if I'm you, like, uh, that sounds simple, but <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, but no, listen, like it's $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year. I mean, we can stay warm, dry, and fed on that. You know what I mean? Come, so we got we to gotta do that. And she was like, well, you got to figure out a way to do that. You can't just assume it's going to work and you quit your job. You can't just go door to door and be like, give me $50. I need $50, <laughs> and I've knocked on 100 doors today. Thank you. I'm going home now. <laughs> um, so I started looking for ways to make money, and we looked at everything. We looked at like sewing curtains and selling them on eBay. We looked at uh, doing handyman work, but I'm I'm not much of a handyman. Jocelyn laughs at me whenever I talk yeah, about that. That's that probably wouldn't work out. That so would well. not have worked out so well. So we I thought about mowing yards, but I was like, what do we do in the winter? <laughs> you know, like we we tried all the things and nothing was coming together. And then one day, actually, when I was mowing my grass, I discovered podcasts, and I found a podcast that day uh, called the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn. Yes, and this was really early in Pat's journey. I think I always, I go back and I think it's episode 31 or 33. I can't remember exactly. So this was right before he got big. And I actually just happened to download the, the episode where he told about how he made his first money online. He was an architect. He got fired from his job and he made a study guide for other architects to uh, pass their exam. exam. So he charged like 50 bucks for this and, and he put it on his blog and he made like $9,000 emailing people PDFs. And when I heard him say that, I almost wrecked my lawnmower. I like hit the brakes and started fishtailing <laughs> and skid. And I was like, I said, that's it. That's how I can get 100 people to give me $50. I can use the internet and we can sell them these information products because there's 4 billion people 
connected to the internet. Surely I can get a hundred of them to send me $50. Right. And, uh, so I ran inside and I jumped in Jocelyn was over on the stove cooking or something like that. And I started telling her about this stuff and I'm jumping around. I get real excited if you can't tell. And, uh, and then I, and she looked at me like, you're crazy. Shane has fell into a Ponzi scheme. Go back outside and mow the grass. <laughs> so, Oh gosh. So, how then did you realize, okay, what, what do I have to offer? Cause that's the next step for a lot of people. They're like, well, I know it's possible, but I don't know what I can make or create, you know, digitally that then people have a need for. You know what I mean? Yes. So at the beginning, um, you know, we, we just started thinking about, okay, what knowledge do we have that other people might need to know? And, Shane started out when he started out um, investigating online business, you know, when you first discover something, you want to read everything, you want to listen to all the podcasts and, you know, learn all the things, do all the things. So he starts learning all this stuff. Um, that was during the time when we started was the big heyday of SEO, the big Google smackdown. You know, this was like back in the, the old days of the internet, I guess you yeah, could say five four years and ago. a half years ago, <laughs> but, back in the day. You know, so he's doing all this SEO stuff, like trying to do all this. You know, that's how he started. And I'm I'm kind of looking from the sideline, like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm real sure this is going to work. You know, the doubt was hard and heavy. Like it was like, and 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 rightly so because I was literally, you know, most entrepreneurs can relate to this. I was working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to make anything happen online, and nothing was happening online. You know, and it got to the point where I was kind of like. But you know what's funny? All the things I tried, I kept going so many rabbit holes. I did not originally try digital products, which is hilarious because I, like that was my epiphany was digital products are the way to go, right? Oh, Information yeah. products. But then you thought you could do it faster. Yeah, then though. I thought I could do it faster because this guy made it with Google ads and this guy did it with affiliate links and this guy did it with affiliate launches and JV partnerships and all this <laughs> stuff. Um, so I was about to give up, Eric. I really was, man. It was like August of 2012. I tried so hard for so long and, you know, and it was really starting to wear on Jocelyn because she was like, look, you're not doing other things in your life because of this, you know? And I was like, I know, but I feel like I'm so close. And I was laying in bed one night and I actually was looking at my analytics, you know, like your Google AdSense or whatever. Right. And I was like, did anybody give me any money today? And you know, for the 800th day in a row, no. <laughs> right. And I said zero. And I was like, you know, that's it. I'm done. And I got up and I went to brush my teeth. It was real late at night. Jocelyn was reading a book. Kids, kids were asleep. And I just prayed, dude. I said, God, is that Pat Flynn guy real? Are all these people just scammers? Like, give me a sign that this is the right path and I'll keep walking it. But if it's not, I'm just going to have to resign myself to the life that I've been put into, you know? And I came back to bed. I was about to shut the lid on my computer, dude. And I said, you know what? I'm going to check one more time. I'm going to check one more time. And I hit refresh on my computer. And when it, the page went away, it had said zero. But when it reloaded, it said 11 cents, like a dime and a penny. And I mean, when I saw that money appear in that account, my eyes got filled with tears. I almost, I jumped at it. I jumped up and started screaming, hollering, going crazy. Jocelyn was like, what are you doing? Because she couldn't see my computer screen. But I flipped it around and I said, look, that's, that's it. We, I made something on the internet and somebody sent money back. And net, that's not 100 people giving me $50, but maybe we can get 10,000 people to send us 11 cents, you know? And that was kind of what brought Jocelyn in. And she started thinking, well, wait a minute. If it's possible, maybe we can make some products to do that. 
and y'all, I mean, it was 11 cents. Like, you can probably find more than that. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I found that on Walmart day. walking in for groceries last week on the parking lot floor. But so. that is what got me thinking, okay, well, maybe this is true. Like, maybe we really can do something. So, I am a very practical person. So, being a practical individual, I started thinking about, okay, well, what could I do online that would benefit other people and solve other people's problems while at the same time solving one of my own problems. And this is when we started talking about like, okay, 11 cents is great. That worked, but like we need more money. And we're, and that's where we kind of went back to the digital product model. And I was like, okay, well this guy sells these PDFs for $49. What could we, what information could we put in text, audio or video form and sell to other people? So at the time I was an elementary librarian and I was having a hard time finding lesson plans online, lesson plans that were aligned to national standards that we had to follow. So I figured, well, if I'm having a hard time finding this, probably other people are too. So I decided to start this website about being an elementary librarian the different struggles and problems that we have and like ways to overcome them. But at the same time, I was working on developing some lesson plans. And the thought in my mind was, okay, if this doesn't work out, at least I'll have lesson plans to use at school. So Jocelyn basically uh, started going out guerrilla warfare style and finding any librarian she could online over about a two month period. She ends up building like a list of maybe like a couple hundred people just from like posting links, uh, commenting on blog posts, reaching out to people any way she could get an email, you know, like she would do it. And um, she basically sent a message to her list and was like, I'm going to make one month of lesson plans, 20 lessons. And if you guys buy them, then I'll make then more. I'll make more. <laughs> and lo and behold, they did. And the first digital product we launched, this was only a couple months after that first 11 cents. Um, we made $2,700 on the first digital product. And uh, that was like when we looked at each other and we were like, oh, my goodness, we got X people to give us $50. So we started making more and more digital products. We, uh, I started making football playbooks. Um, Jocelyn kept making elementary librarian lesson plans. She made a year of lesson plans. And then uh, the next year, we started selling all of our digital products. We had this whole year of lesson plans. We were at higher prices. And um, in July of 2013, we made $15,000. In August of 2013, we made $36,000. And on September 27th, 2013, we both walked in and quit our jobs. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> For a while there, you were, Jocelyn, you were still a librarian, so you guys were still both doing your day jobs while you're plugging along, trying to figure out what's going to work, and before that kind of epiphany moment with the laptop and, uh, you know, the 11 cents, how were you finding time to do your day job, stay married, and have a healthy relationship, <laughs> have, have kids, and still work on that? It was tough. I mean, there were definitely some tough days and there still are. I mean, yeah. it's just part of being a parent and an entrepreneur and wife and, you know, all that kind of thing. But yeah, so at the time, our, our kids were three and 18 months. So. <laughs> Not exactly self-sufficient. Yeah. No. Had to, you know, we had to pretty much keep them alive every minute of every day. So. So, yeah, there were times that it was tough. We had to do a lot of dividing and conquering. So one of us would take care of the kids and the other one would work and then we would switch out. And, yeah, um, that's mostly what we did. I mean, it was it was hard. We went what well, we did when we made the first when we made that first money online, when we had that big, the big amount, because twenty seven hundred dollars, dude, like people think, oh, that's that's a good amount of money. But is it a lot of money? In Kentucky, the median income is like $28,000, and that was more than our teaching salary for a month, right? So this was ridiculous amounts of money to us at the time. And when we said to ourselves, hey, look, we can replace our income. We've got to come up with a plan. So Jocelyn and I went to a Mexican restaurant one night. We got my mom and dad to watch the kids. And you know those like big column learn notepads that like accountants use? You know what I'm talking about with the big grids, and they're like green or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went and bought like a 14 column pad like the biggest longest one i could find and we flipped it over to the back where there was a blank side and at this mexican restaurant while we're eating chips and salsa everybody's looking at us like we're crazy we we drew 168 squares on the back of this piece of paper because we figured out if all these other people are successful they had to get there somehow and they've got the same amount of hours every week that we do they've got 168 hours we're not doing something right with our hours and that's what's keeping us from changing our life Right. So we started writing everything that we had to do on that piece of paper. So we would say, OK, where's the work hours? We wrote in the work hours in our 168 squares. Those are gone. Got to work. Right. Then we would say, OK, well, what do we do? with What do we do with the kids every day? Because family comes first. So we had to like we feed the kids. We take care of the kids. We play with the kids. We do whatever. So we put all that on there first. And as we started putting all of our non-negotiables on sleep, you know, driving time, commuting to work. We started looking at all the other empty blocks and we were like, oh my gosh, no wonder we don't have time. We're watching TV here. We're wasting the car here. I could be listening to podcasts here instead of here. Um, you know, this is happening here. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? 
when we could be building our, our future and working on our dreams. So that's how we figured it out at first was we said every non-negotiable goes on the paper and now let's pencil in every other minute to either spending time with each other or working on our business. We'll alternate when we need to. Jocelyn got home first. She would watch the kids. I'd get home from practice. She'd go work. Um, then we'd put the kids to bed. Then I would work. And we did that just for months and months until it finally clicked and we were able to take control of our life. And then what happened was the entire 168-hour calendar cleared. Once we quit, there were no more non-negotiables. The only thing we had to do was sleep. We had control of every other minute of our day and that was when we were able to flip that upside down. You know, everybody else has to put work on first. You got to put responsibilities on first. You got to put everything else on first. The flipped lifestyle means I now have flipped that upside down where we can put our relationship first. We can put our children first. And then we can figure out when we're going to do all the work stuff. So that's kind of how that all came about. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that. And so I know that <laughs> from hearing you on other shows, uh, your mom had something to say about this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like it's hard. I, we are, this is it's hard. You know, everybody dreams about quitting their job. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like everybody dreams about like, what if I did this? What if I won the lottery? What if I whatever? What if I you know started a business that was successful and this that and the other? But then like, I don't think any a lot of people really believe that's possible. So when someone does it, it's shocking. It's like to, when you go outside of the norm and you become contrarian in the way you live your life. People freak out, especially in this area. I mean, we live in rural Kentucky. Yeah. There are not a lot of online entrepreneurs no. or entrepreneurs in general yeah, around yeah. here. Like people go to a job every day is what they do. Yeah. So like when we the first people we told actually was uh, our small group at church. <laughs> and uh, so we were in this. Uh, we let it. Me and Jocelyn led a small group at the time. We did a Bible study every every Sunday. And there was about four, 12 to 14 people in this room one day. And we, hey, guys. You know, we're going to uh, quit our jobs. We need, some, you know, like some prayer. You know, it's just scary for us, even though we're making good money right now. We don't know what the future holds, but we're going to go for it. And like you would have thought Jesus had walked through the wall like he did in the Bible because every jaw hit the ground. Everyone just stopped. Everyone froze. And there was like dead silence for like 30 seconds. And then I was like, OK, let's bow our heads. <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> moved forward. Right. And uh, and then then that day like we went, I went you know, to tell my mom and dad that we were quitting our jobs and we thought they'd be like, cool, awesome. Wow. You guys did it. You know, my mom like grabbed me and cornered me in the kitchen and put her finger in my face and said, Shane's hands, you have lost your mind. You've got babies. I don't know what you guys think you're doing. You have flipped out and I won't stop. And she was like telling me like, do not quit your job. You got a good job. People would kill for your job. And we're like, there's so much more you got to understand. But that's kind of where the name flipped lifestyle came from. When we started teaching other families how to do this, um, that I was, we were like, what do we call it? Do we just call it shaneandjocelyn.com? What do we call it? And I was like, well, everybody, my mom thinks we flipped out, so let's just call it Flipped Lifestyle. <laughs> it's, it's so different. People can't wrap their brain around it. Let's just go with it. So that's kind of how the name came. I really admire that you guys sat down and did the whole Mexican restaurant, you know, blocking out your time thing. And then when you, flipped the switch and flipped the lifestyle and quit your jobs. I imagine it was all smooth sailing from that point forward, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, bit coffee through my nose when you said that. <laughs> like, actually. It was actually quite interesting because, you know, as teachers, um, we were in the middle of the school year. So school starts here in early August. We had had two amazing, months in a row 
in our business um, in 2013. And somehow Shane talked me into quitting our jobs. I still am not sure how that happened. <laughs> I don't I don't either. Like, Jocelyn's very practical. And she was like, I think we could. See, we had done some things, though, earlier in the year to quit our jobs. Like, that house that I talked about earlier in our little cookie-cutter neighborhood, it was a nice house, 2,400 square feet, you know, good house, had a little pool in the back. And um, we actually were like, we were thinking about quitting the job the next year, like after the school year, so we could save up money. But what happened was, I got this crazy idea in like May. I was like, let's sell our house. Let's downsize. There's this cool house on the market. It's like half the mortgage. Let's go buy that. Still don't know how I talked Dawson into that one either. But like we actually sold our house. So when we had the big months coupled with we had cut our expenses in half, that's what made it possible to like job because we felt like we had enough of a nest egg. Like we had like a three to six month emergency fund, right? If something went wrong. Right. Um, and, and things did kind of go wrong. Like they did not. The sales definitely dropped in the spring. Which, a, is normal which is in, normal in the education market. Yeah, every, every market has its ebb and flow. You've right. got your up months and your down months, right? But what I was saying earlier is that, you know, in this rural area in Kentucky, people don't leave teaching jobs, first of all. Like, that's considered to be a good job here. Oh, you're here. a lifer, for sure. And people definitely don't leave them a month and a half into school starting. And I still to this day, I, I'm, a, I'm a people pleaser. I like to meet people's <laughs> expectations. And going in to tell my brand new principal who had just started that summer that I was leaving my job a month and a half into school was not something I was particularly excited about. Yeah, it was crazy. And then like what happened? And then like the first day we quit, you know, we were like it was literally like the ultimate entrepreneurial moment. Like we were sitting on our couch drinking tea and coffee, looking at each other in our robes. And we're like, we did it. And then sales went down. And then, like, you know, we started saying, oh, crap, now we're real business owners and we have to take care of ourselves. We Like, if we don't make the money, we don't make the money, right? And, um, you know, so what happened was in February, we said, roll up our sleeves. We looked at that 168-hour grid again. Uh, this time, we got to put our kids on first. They were the non-negotiable. We got to put ourselves on first. We, we were the non-negotiable. And uh, then we started looking at how we could build a business and learn how to do all the things business owners do, like you know, get, uh, you know, post office boxes and get, you know, bank accounts set up and do all these things and learn how to pay taxes. And, you know, so that first six months was really, really like scary because we weren't make we didn't have the big hits, you know what I'm saying? In February, March, April. And, um, we actually decided to invest in ourselves to get past the slump. You know, most people would like close your fist, save every penny, cut every cost, stop buying Starbucks and do all those things. But we actually looked at our um, savings account and we said, hey, let's invest. Let's go to a conference. Let's go to get some coaching. Let's go and do some things like that to help us take it to the next level. And it's kind of full circle because we, uh, Pat Flynn at the time, just happened to be doing a one-day event like a mastermind session. And I looked over at Jocelyn and I said, look, this is going to cost three or four grand. I know we probably, that's going to get like a month or two off of our expenses. But let's go for it. Let's go out there and connect with real entrepreneurs. Let's let's ask him some questions and uh, let's take his thing to the next level. We did that, met some great people, friends we still have today, talked to Pat. He helped us make some big decisions in our pricing and some other things we were doing. And um, the summer, the next summer in July of 2000, was that 14, Jocelyn? Uh, yeah, 14, July of 2014. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we did like $70,000, and in August, we did like over $100,000. So it was uh, 
the best money we ever could have spent. It, it looked crazy on paper. It was scary to go get coaching and get yeah. you know help doing that. But if we had not invested in ourselves, I fully believe that we might have ended up failing and having to go back teaching, you know? So yeah. that's kind of, you know, it wasn't easy, man. That first year on your own is not easy. But when but you man, go it was in, awesome. You know, like, it was fun. When you go all in, though, you don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, you burn you the boats. To make it work. Yeah, you got to go. You got to win. Yeah, it was like one of those non-negotiable, um, you know, like renting office space or something else like that, that, uh, you know, a quote-unquote business has to do, where it's like you've got to get, you know, certain things covered. Well, you guys had to get set up like – mentally and you know strategically so oh we no, no one teaches you how to be an entrepreneur when you grow up when you, every entrepreneur has to take the leap of faith and figure it out as you go you know what i mean yeah but if you're willing to roll the dice and take you know advantage of all the tools and information and coaching that's out there you can figure out how to get to the next level faster and uh, you can figure out how to avoid those fa- more of those failures that we all go, go, kind of go through I love that you guys sat down again with the 168 hours and started blocking things out. But this time you had the freedom to be able to say, no, this is what comes first. It's the kids. It's your marriage. It's, you know, and you then and you didn't and you had a lot more time available. Um, Talk a little bit about what you did then with the time that you said, well, we're putting kids first. We're putting us first. What does that mean? How? Did you, by doing that, strengthen your relationship with each other, with the kids, as a family, to then move through those tough times as a family and know you were doing the right thing? You know, I think what we realized pretty much the minute we quit our job is we thought at our entire life that we were pursuing better income. You know what I'm saying? We thought that was what was really what where freedom came from. And while income is important, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is an important goal. Uh, money is, is how we all live our life. We use money to do that. We realized that time was the most critical component to everything because it's the, it's the only resource that's truly scarce. Money replenishes itself. You can go make more money, right? You can go buy more things. If you knock your TV over and break it, you can figure out a way to get another TV. But the only thing we can truly never get back is time. So when we started looking at how we wanted to live our life, like what is the flipped lifestyle, everything happens around time. If you could see our Google calendar, you would laugh because every minute is color-coded and planned and everything else because we know that that's the most important thing in our life. So like we started saying, we started placing rules in our life that would make sure that the right things got time first. Like we got time with each other first. Like Jocelyn and I, made a really hard decision. Hey, we are 50-50 business partners. Every, every, a lot of people are like, oh, I can never work with my spouse. But we were like, what's the best way to spend the most time with each other for the rest of our life is to do this together, right? And then with our kids, we were like, well, how, how could we start every day with our kids? Well, we have a rule that all four of us take the kids. We all go to school together in the morning. We take our kids to school every day. We're always the only couple in the pickup line every morning, Right. And so that's something we do because every day we start with our kids. Every day we're in the car talking, no electronics. Uh, we read them a Bible story and we ask them about their day and what they're going to do and all those things. Um, and then we always put things like when we're doing our calendar every week, we always put the kids activities on first. And we always take them to all their activities ourselves um, when we can. I mean, there's an occasion that someone else needs to help out, but most of the time, we're there taking them to their activities. We talk to them. You know, all of those things wouldn't have been possible 
when we still worked at teaching jobs, even though we worked at school, there's no way the four of us could have been together. Oh, we were going different morning. directions. Yeah, it would never happen. So that's kind of what we looked at from a family perspective is family first. Like that's the, we, we really feel like the world messes things up because they want to put work first. They want to put, you know, all these other expectations that other people put on us that are not even like good. We always put those things first. It's just like checking your email first thing in the morning. You're really just checking everybody else's to-do list for you. You know what I mean? You're not focusing on what you should do for your family and your life. And we wanted to make sure that we flipped that upside down. And we always said, no, Jocelyn and me first, the kids second, everything else third. So that's kind of how we approach that so that we can make sure we're doing that the right way. That's awesome. I, I love that. Like, that's that's what I strive for here. And so, and you know, so I have a day job and then I have the podcast. And so I'm constantly shuffling, you know, shuffling things around and, uh, you know, looking macro level and then drilling down and trying to reorganize, reprioritize. But I love hearing this story. I got to ask, you said earlier, no one teaches you how to be entrepreneurs. What are your kids picking up from you guys from this flip <laughs> oh, life? They're becoming entrepreneurs. We, we actually just crossed a major milestone. You know, like what, what happened? Let me go back just a little bit. What happened was we were kind of just rolling with our digital products when we quit our job. Right. And, you know, at first people are shocked and they're like, why are you quitting your job? Right. Like the jaws hit the floor, the mom corners you in the kitchen and all that happens. But what happens over time when you don't starve to death when you don't end up in the van down by the river, right? People start are like, wow, that really did work. And, you know, they come up to you and say, well, how can I do it? Right. Well, Jocelyn had a friend named Lindsay who came up to her and, and she helped her make some money online. She was able to actually help Lindsay create some digital products. And the first month that she started selling her digital products, she made a thousand dollars. And her husband came up to me at church one day and said, Hey man, I don't know if I've ever thanked you, but helping her make that money online has done so much for my family. It's we went on a vacation. I never thought I'd be able to afford. Uh, my wife is actually going to stay home now and homeschool our kids, which has been a dream of ours for a long time. And I'm actually going to start investing that money to get my PhD. So, and he was just like, I just want to thank you guys so much for being open and sharing what you guys learned. And on the way home from church that day, I for Jocelyn, I was really emotional, you know, because that's like crazy when someone says that to you. Yeah. And I said, you know, everything we figured out, there's a lot of bad information out there, but what we figured out actually works for working parents. It actually works for families. Um, we did it while working full time and raising kids. We helped them do it while working full time and raising kids. Maybe we should start helping other people do this. And that's kind of when we started like looking at the flip lifestyle podcast, the flip lifestyle business, teaching other people to follow that same path that we did and our entire life, like we've sold off our other businesses and like our entire life now is just revolving around helping other people learn what we did faster so they don't have to suffer. So they don't have to figure it all out on their own. But also like we have a generational change kind of mentality about this. Like we don't want to just help other people, other families start an online business. We want their children to start businesses. We want their children's children to be impacted by that decision and we've we've taken that flip lifestyle mentality now to our kids and they've already got their own YouTube channels. We get them thinking every day about what they could do, like to make money in any situation, make money online, make money in real life, lemonade stands. It doesn't matter. 
and we can see the wheels turning. Like our kids don't want to go work for somebody else at eight and seven or nine and seven. And the weird thing is they don't even remember when we used to work at school because they were so young. When we quit, they were four and two. So they don't even really remember when we worked a normal job. Their, uh, their, their YouTube channel, it's been around for about three months. And this month, when I was looking at analytics, was the first month they made over a dollar a day. So they're nine and seven, and they're creating content, and they're making over a dollar a day, which to them, it's like, hey, guys, here's your paycheck, 15 <laughs> bucks each. You know what I mean? Well, but like, they're pumped about it. <laughs> but, like, but that now, what's the yeah. interest that going to have to be you know, 20 years from now? And when we ask our kids, like, what do you want to do? You know, they don't they don't say work for somebody else. They say, I want to own a company. I want to do this. I want to do that. So just being around it is just changing the trajectory of their life. And one of the things we say two things in our community, we say, hey, flip your life. You know, if you're still working, we want you to flip your life and want you to take control of your life and replace your income and, and get out of that job and work for yourself. Right. But once you flipped your life and you're living the flipped lifestyle, we want you to flip your family tree. We want you to create generational wealth, generational change, generational uh, different dreams that are totally opposite of what the world says. So I think that's the biggest difference we see in our kids is just they don't even know any better to do it the other way. And that's awesome. and I love it. Guys, I love your story and I can't wait to see what your kids do. I want to get everybody hooked up in your community and following you guys over at flip lifestyle. So let's point everybody to where they can connect with you. And I, I, cause I just know there are listeners right now that are just like, I want to even continue to learn more how to flip my lifestyle and my family tree. So let's hook them up. All right. So the best place to go uh, for your listeners is flippedlifestyle.com slash beyond B E Y O N D. And uh, we're going to put our, uh, we call it our online business quick start guide. And it shows you how to come up with your idea, figure out who your customers are going to be, map out what that first product's going to look like, and then give you the next steps on how to kind of build all the things around that. Totally free. For totally free. Listeners. Totally free. And then uh, you can also go to facebook.com slash flipped lifestyle. That's our Facebook page. That's where we are most active online. But uh, we do uh, we do a lot of travel reviews and a lot of traveling now too. And if you want to see uh, what we're up to and what our kids are up to, you can head over to uh, Instagram at FlippedLS or FLKids.TV. Awesome. Guys, I am just super excited that you come so far, honestly, in a short amount of time. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next. So I, I'm really excited to to see what you do. And I'm excited for everybody to go check out this stuff that you've got. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for having us today. It was really fun. Yeah, man. We are blessed beyond measure. Uh, all glory to God. Uh, without him, we'd have nothing. And uh, we're just here now to serve other people. And we hope that we can uh, serve some people out in your audience. Well, I hope you're coming away from this conversation with that sense of possibility. Shane and Jocelyn's story really resonates with me, and I hope it resonates with you. I hope that you see that it's possible for you to do what you are meant to do and to do more than you're doing now. And you don't have to sacrifice the important things like your marriage or your family. And you can even prove your mother or mother-in-law or family members and friends wrong and actually accomplish it. Make sure to go check out their landing page for you, the listener of this show, by going to Flipped Lifestyle dot com slash beyond thanks again for listening 
If you enjoyed this conversation and this episode, share it. Share it by going over to beyondthetodolist.com slash 208, hitting the share button in whatever manner is the best way to do it with that one person you know needs to hear this. And with that, I'll see you next episode. <laughs>